Hey, welcome back to KSL News Radio. I'm your guest host, Mary Richards, along with Jason Lee. Uh, very happy to be with you today. I uh, want to remind people that we have the KSL News Radio app. So if you're just tuning in and you miss some of our conversation uh, with, with Professor Denniston, it was fascinating to get his uh, insights on on some different uh, things happening right now in the world. Go and download the KSL News Radio app. Uh, you can listen live to the rest of our show if you're heading out and about, or you can go on demand and go get the podcast there. And tune in, be a part of our conversation also on the KSL News Radio text line, 57500, because uh, we just got some new numbers uh, that we broke in with, but I want to reiterate those now for you. Our new case count uh, from the coronavirus cases in the state, and the State Department of Health says we have an increase of. 1,411 cases from yesterday. Utah, you're, you're failing. Yeah. You're really failing. This, this, isn't, uh, this isn't supposed to be happening. Um, Not supposed to go up that much. That much. Uh, and everybody likes to also point out, and I'm expecting these texts, well, you're not saying how many are happening or how many are being, people being tested. I want to know more. Okay. They want all the statistics. Okay. Let's so, give it to them. Listen for these numbers. Here we go. <laughs> there was an increase of 10,000, basically 10,242 people tested from yesterday. It looks like. A lot of testing. The rolling seven-day average, which is also important to point out, the rolling seven-day average for positive test is 960 per day. The rolling seven-day average for percent of positive laboratory tests is 14%. People also ask for hospitalizations, so here they are. 184 people currently hospitalized with COVID-19, and that has gone up from a week ago. Uh, deaths, four more than yesterday. And these deaths are all... Um, it says, well, this is how they classify them. Three of them were between 65 to 84 years old, and one was older than 85. Two of those deaths were long-term care facility residents, where we have seen the majority of the deaths. And again, that's, it's kind of a signature of the, the ailment in, in that people who have uh, weakened immune systems or pre-existing conditions can be more susceptible to the, the worst impacts of, of COVID-19. So I am one of these guys uh, who... I appreciate numbers, and I'm going to offer some things to you here. However, I will say that I'm not just – it's not that I want – I don't care about people. I do. But I also believe that we should uh, proceed with with caution, but also, you know, with some reasonability regarding this. So this – as we were preparing, found that uh, of the people tested – who had tested positive, there's been over a million people who have supposedly been tested, but about 795,000. So out of those 795,000, about 8.6% have tested positive uh, for COVID-19. And of those, of that 8.6%, about 5.4% of them have been hospitalized. That's in, in the number who have tested positive. And of those who have tested positive, there has been seven-tenths of 1% who have passed away from it. So 0.07%. So it's, it's a pretty small number, statistically speaking, but of course... Those are people, those are 448 individuals, and I am in no way diminishing their loss. We, we're all, society is always uh, hurt when something like this happens. So, and I am one of those people. I believe I'm very sorry for their families, and we should do more to prevent more people from dying. Sure. But. But there is, we should think about this in a rational, rational sense, and that is if you social distance, if you use hand sanitizers regularly, and if you wear a mask, and I know there's a lot of people who don't like wearing masks. I don't love them either. But you know what? If I can prevent somebody else from getting sick and getting myself sick because I love me, then that's what I need to do. That's what we all need to do. This is not about any one individual. We are trying to protect all of us. 
And we are so far away from herd immunity that we don't want to lose tens of thousands of people. So that's not going to happen. What we need to do is wear our masks, social distance, be smart, be reasonable, be fair to your fellow man. Yeah. These numbers, I think, are because that's another thing I'll also see. They say, well, how many have recovered? So, you know, what? I'll throw that out there. Fifty three thousand three hundred sixty of Utah's cases are considered recovered. That point zero seven percent who have passed away is like you said, they are humans. But that is a very small number. It is. It's tiny. And so when it comes to like living uh, today with what's going on in our world, yes, we are being asked to wear masks, wash our hands, not touch our face, do all those things, stay apart. But this was a fascinating uh, piece I read from a psychotherapist um, on NBCNews.com today. It says, how to tell if the COVID-19 pandemic made you paranoid or just appropriately cautious? <laughs> and, you know, maybe you can be both. You can be paranoid but cautious. It's, it's absolutely both. <laughs> they are not mutually exclusive. Yeah, because, you know, I'll have people point out to me, look how small these numbers are. Come on, let it go. I'm so over this. I need to get on with my life. And others are saying... But what if I'm one of those people who Absolutely. Dies? Or what if it's one of your family members? So, yeah. And so I think um, when I finally got around to just kind of after reading this article, I thought, I think I can just start with empathy because I don't know where someone is. I feel like when I meet someone or talk with a friend or a neighbor or I'm out um, or, or interacting with them online, I'm almost like testing out the waters with how they feel about this pandemic. I'm a reporter. I'm going to stay objective. I kind of want to see where they're at. Um but I can be empathetic for their response um, based on their own life experiences or their own um, situation in their life, mm-hmm. um, where they're coming from, if they are uh, impacted uh, economically from this or in their health from this. And I don't need to label them as paranoid or perfect or, right. you know, um, let's just get through it. <laughs> well, you know what? There is this sense of trying to get through it, but it's going to take effort. It's going to take a little inconvenience. And by the way, this is a first world problem, right? We we are complaining about wearing a mask. You know, nobody's shooting at us. You know, no bombs going off around us. We're getting to live our lives and do our thing. All we ask to do is be uh, cognizant of someone else's health risks and wear a mask. Um, it's just not that serious. Just wear the mask. I mean, yeah. I, I don't like them. I hate them, actually. However, I wear my mask. Yeah. It's, it's just not that big a deal. Well, I've started to sew fancy ones for my kids. I have so many now. They have fashions. It's I never thought place, I would be right? I found some Utah jazz fabric. There you for, go. And just a little salvage, and I made a bunch out of that, and then a Darth Vader one for my other son. And they're Ooh. like, who would have thought six months ago that I'd be asking for, like, a fashionable mask? Or Let me certain... tell you something. This is, makes us all want to go out for Halloween now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, stay tuned we'll later in the show. That. We're going to talk about Halloween and your plans. Start thinking of what you want to text us, by the way, 57500 or... Uh, the voicemail, 801-575-7668, about your Halloween plans, and we'll get to that later in the show. When we come back, we'll start discussing more topics of the day. Please don't go away. You're listening to Live Mike on KSL News Radio.